Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. We speak the world all this time. We shine. favorite comedian and common sense specialist, Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. Today's July 12th. Do you feel my energy? Look how up yeah. my energy is. You up, we up, we up. We are. I'm feeling really good about things that are coming down the pike. That's good. That's good. Sometimes that's not the case. Mm-hmm. You'd be like feeling anxious. Yes. But you know that you feeling know? well. Yes. <laughs> well, to be anxious. <laughs> to be anxious. But uh, we've got we've got new developments that are mm-hmm. coming down the pike. And so it's, it's nice to feel Hopeful. You like uh, Obama in 08. <laughs> Hope, yeah. Hope, Hope and change. Hope and change. Did it come? We don't know. <laughs> but could that- it come? It could. It could always come. That's the whole ground of, of hope. Yeah. It could, it could come. The, <laughs> it could. Sun come. the sun can't come out tomorrow. Yep. That's the idea. Well, today is National Simplicity Day. Mm, okay. I'm not sure what TF that means, <laughs> um, but it's a day to embrace. It's a day to embrace simplicity in our spaces finances, time, and health. What do you feel like is the value of that? I mean, I think sometimes we feel like we have to do so much. Like, we gotta be everything. Everything all at once. Everything everywhere all at once. And sometimes it's really like, I don't need everything all things all at once. Like, literally never, actually. You're like, oh, I actually don't have to juggle like like a maniac. I could actually just have this one day. Like, sometimes I'm like, not doing something. Uh I'm like, I should be doing something. Why am I not doing anything? (laughs) It's like, I mean, what is there to do? Like, sometimes you actually have nothing to do. I know. You're just relaxing. You're at, at peace. You feel like I should not be at peace right now. I need to be running a marathon. I think that's your youth. Like, really? at this point, I feel like I'm mm. much more willing to do that. But mm. I definitely remember being in your age realm and mm. feeling like, if I'm not doing something, I am failing myself. I mean, I feel like I'm t- I teeter between those two thoughts where I'm like, I have that thought. This is also a different time. Like, I feel like you're... With the instant, yeah. with the social media of it all, definitely right. feels like while I'm sitting here not doing something, somebody is is traveling. <laughs> no, and- <laughs> literally. If you get on TikTok, they're like, "Why aren't you making three TikToks a day?" And it's like they're also like, "Why haven't you figured out how to make three million dollars a day from the comfort right. of a pool in Bali?" I saw somebody on something talk about like, like what are they what are they looking for in a kind of conversation with someone like as far as dating? They're like, I want to talk about LLCs, you know, um, passive income. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to talk about any of that, any of that. I remember this dude tried to take me on a date and he wanted to talk about like, he wanted to like debate. Like he wanted to talk about like black feminism and on a date. On a date, he was like, "What do you feel like the patriarchy is doing to infringe upon?" And I was like, "Hold up, hold up, hold up. We, I'm off the clock." Am I doing an APS? It really felt like that. I'm like, I'm off the clock, so mm-hmm. I get it. And that's like, like that. so that's another example of simplicity. Like when you meet people, mm-hmm. just like. Simplicity, like what do you what are you into? Right, right. What do you like to do? How was your day today? Let's start there. How what is your name? <laughs> what is your name? Does anyone think you're their boyfriend? <laughs> Those are the actual questions you should be asking. <laughs> if someone don't pull up to this date, 
and like show out. Well, what do we got going on today on the show? Well, later today, we're going to talk about a New Orleans Museum of Art that appointed a white woman as the curator of African art. And people are not happy about this, Amanda. Plus, a Georgia Democrat at odds with her party switches to the Republican side. <laughs> <laughs> There's also some Jamie Foxx um, conspiracy theories that are circulating the internet. Ooh, we're going to talk okay. about. And we're going to play a fun game of One Gotta Go using 90s Nickelodeon. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but this What hour, an evil, this list, despicable laugh. Okay. Because I made the list. Um, but in this hour, we're going to talk about 60 second headlines. Plus, major cities are dropping fares on public trans- transportation. Jermaine Dupree and Drake are releasing a documentary. Find out what it's about. Plus, a group chat topic about why your wedding day isn't actually your most important day as a woman. Uh, duh. <laughs> we go talk about it in the group chat. All right. Well, we got all that coming at you right here on the Amanda Seal Show. Don't go anywhere. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. Amanda Seals show. It's Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah, like the Bible. And we got to uh, get the show going. What's up with some Black Eyed News? Well, I don't know if you're going to be catching the bus anytime soon, Amanda, but major cities in the U.S. are letting public trans- transit riders hop on board. So Kansas City, Riley, um, Richmond, Olympia, Tucson, Alexandria, Virginia, and other cities are testing dropping fares on their transit system. So Denver is dropping fares across the system this summer. Boston is piloting three zero fare bus um, public bus routes. And New York City is expected to test free buses on five lines. Now, you know, D.C. already has free bus transit. Mm-hmm. I just want to say that, like, there's a page um, online, like on Instagram, like I think it's like Washingtonian Problems, and they were talking yeah. about this. And I this before this happened, I was like, public transit should be free. The amount of people that came from my neck... <laughs> And we're like, why would public transit be free? How are the cities going to pay? Because guess what? What? Public transit is free and you pay taxes. (laughs) That's why. What I was about to say to your point is the transit fares is what drives society (laughs) infrastructure. The whole point of your property Mm. taxes is to pay for things like that. Right, right. When you get that bill, you'd be like... There better not be a pothole (laughs) in sight with what you're taking out of my pocket. No, I feel that. I mean, I think also, too, in like a lot of these large metropolitans, I think it's actually... It's a um, it's, it's, it equals the playing field for a lot of people because some people trans transportation is a big um barrier to get jobs, absolutely, to school, just to get around the city. Well, I think it also is actually it ends up being a much more um attractive option for people to stop buying more cars. Yes, and these cities thing. are really becoming like way overrun with mm-hmm. cars, and it has like a lot of deleterious effects, right? So it's like, well, there's not enough parking, there's traffic, mm-hmm. there's emissions. Um, their, their carbon footprint is massive. Like you got to find ways to create more opportunity for Then It it goes to even another step. Cause it's like, if you have businesses and people can't like get to your business because they don't have where to park, right. Then that undermines like the city's ability to make money. There was this guy on the internet who was actually talking about this and where there were essentially like how, like at certain points in American history where like the car lobbyists basically made it to where like we were a car country Yep, and kind of just really derailed us from like a public transit. Um, look at Japan. Mm hmm. That's a real thing. And uh, someone was telling me that the movie Who Framed Roger Rabbit is actually, I know, is actually commentary on how the lobbyists made L.A. Okay. Um, a car city instead of a public transit city. Okay. So now i got to rewatch Who Framed right. Roger Rabbit. I'm trying to think. I'm like, maybe it is. I think we watched it as an adult, too. It's like, oh, I see what y'all was trying to do. Like, I saw somebody the other day say that they watched Dirty Dancing as an adult. And they were like, um, yeah. 
baby was running around <laughs> this this resort with a two old instructor who had a big child on the way mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she's 18 i mean she's 16 like yeah she need to go sit in the corner her father was absolutely <laughs> right time, time change perspective she's like okay maybe the villain wasn't the villain in this movie maybe y'all uh because i know people looking at ursula like ursula's trying to get it how she how you live ain't nobody forced her to go to her nobody did she willingly gave up her voice for these legs in she the wasn't tricked she, she was, was not tricked she was told what it was and she just had her eye on the wrong prize you know what you're right but y'all know if you're in any of these cities you don't know you don't need bus lines save your gas money people think that the bus is like a bad look oh, i've nah. been on the bus before and like a commercial that i was in actually came up on the bus oh that's never <laughs> that's a different situation. and like literally like people looked at me and then they looked at the commercial and then they looked at me and they looked at the commercial and they're like that's you and i was like yep they're like why you on the bus i'm like why you on the bus right End of conversation. I mean, in high school, I rode the city bus back home because I like went to school out of my like district. Um, I mean, it's not it's not the most convenient all the time, but sometimes it really is. Yeah. Like in New York, like riding the right, bus would yes. make like a lot of yes. sense. And then you like if you live in Brooklyn, you taking two buses. I love that. That's why I miss about DC. Like DC is walkable. You can hop on a train, hop on a bus, keep them moving. It'd be somewhere because driving in DC sucks. Really, it sucks. They go give you a ticket. You can't park nowhere. So I'm just in a car <laughs> just riding. <laughs> and then there's a motorcade. And it's a motorcade. <sighs> well, that's the news. Mm-hmm. Uh, free buses. You know, anytime we can report something positive in this country that's actually for the people, you'd be, I, you know what I'd be thinking in the back of my head? Like, what? how they did this? Oh, yeah. How they got something positive through? Somebody. It probably was 10 years in the making. <laughs> you know what the other reason why they need to do this in D.C.? Why? Because the carjacking is out of control. Oh, yeah. Ooh, Atlanta too. And they're not going to be busjacking. We ain't going to have Keanu Reeves and Speed. <laughs> Y'all, we have, next we got more Black Girl News. Jermaine Dupree and Drake are releasing a documentary. Uh, we'll talk about what that's all about when we get back right here to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. I am Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. We're in the midst of some Black Girl News. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we got for this story? Well, first it was, you know... The Freaknik documentary that was coming out. And Did it that, come out? Well, well, in a production, in in pre-production. I was going to say, I feel like it, okay. Um, but now the AJC, the Atlanta General Constitution, has announced that music mogul Jermaine Dupri is teaming up with Toronto's Drake for a deep dive into the significant chapter of Atlanta's cultural scene with a <laughs> three-part documentary on Magic City, Amanda. The strip club. We're going to the strip club. They gonna talk about the wings? <laughs> I feel like that's all I ever really hear about Magic City. Well, the docu series intends on exploring Magic City's extensive influence on hip hop music from its founding in 1985 to its role in launching countless artists' careers. So you know, the way that Drake is obsessed with strip clubs, <laughs> I I'm just fast. Drake is very interesting. I was gonna say it's fascinating. He has very much. I feel like his Atlanta personality will come out in this in this documentary. Why would he have an Atlanta personality? Because he has several other personalities. He has like the <laughs> Jamaican Caribbean Drake. He has a Toronto Drake. He has Loverboy Drake. Drake has seven personalities. I'm like, who is? I don't know who Drake is. Honestly, is he a Sag? He's a Scorpio. Yeah, a Scorpio. But this made me think about Amanda. You know. Clearly, this isn't Jermaine's first first uh, take at documentary. He's doing a freaknik freak documentary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what other documentaries do you think rappers could be at the helm of to get to the people? Um, I feel like they could absolutely do a documentary on Hennessy <laughs> called Brown Liquor Lessons. Oh, okay. And just talk about Hennessy and Hennessy's like prevalence mm-hmm. within hip hop, but mm-hmm. then also like situations that they have been in due to <laughs> due to the consumption of brown liquor. What uh, T-Pain said, blame on alcohol. I, 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 alcohol. Blame it. 
what else? Do you have any ideas? I mean, I think just about like the, about the flexing because rappers are notorious for having a big chain. You know, yes. iced out, iced out. They're watch. Watch, watch. But then you get home and it's a mattress on the floor. Well, that leads me <laughs> to my next documentary idea, uh, which I would actually produce. Okay. Called Your Favorite Rapper is a Lame. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard so like, remember, remember when Superheads, Karen Steffens had put out that book yes. and it was like a tell-all <laughs> yes. and everybody was like, oh my God. Like my tell-all would be like, Talking about how these cats is corny. Right. <laughs> like, oh, you ain't know this guy was corny? And some of them have grown out of their corniness. Mm-hmm. But there was a time. And I'm, I've got the T-mail emails oh, to not prove it. I have the receipts. Now let's go have a screenshots of AOL Messenger inside <laughs> the book. <laughs> I literally have the receipts, though. <laughs> like, literally, I have that right there. I believe you. As, as someone who's been around you, you have, like, literally everything. <laughs> She'll put out a BlackBerry, like, y'all, this is, a, this is the archive BlackBerry. And here are the messages. I really do actually have that. <laughs> but I'm, I'm actually actually curious to see how this uh, documentary comes together because Magic City, I've actually never been to Magic City. No? No. I've only been to one strip club in, in Atlanta. Uh, and I think it's closed, Body Tap. Body Tap. I mean, I used to go to high school by this strip club called Strokers in the East Side. That sounds crazy. But the only- uh, Strokers? Called Strokers. Wow. Strokers over there in Stone Mountain. Um, but- the only strip club I did go to was in D.C. It's called Stadium. And I only went because they had like free wings and pasta. I told you. I was like, I think I'm going to the food. And free drinks. I felt bad. Free for, drinks. They had free drinks. It, it was, they, it was, don't, they don't want to protect the women. I felt bad for the women because like they was, you know, they was dancing. And it, we was like, we're here for the, for the food and the free drinks. We're here for the pregame. You're also gay. <laughs> no, everybody's in there. Like everybody. Not just. It's like. Oh. It wasn't just me. This was like people were there for the free drinks. Oh my alcohol. gosh. I mean, that's why I didn't care, but I'm like, but I can still, I feel like I can still, I still appreciate like, oh, y'all are up here, you know, working hard for the money. <laughs> but I'm like, I ain't got no money. But that's I was going to say, but you're not tipping. Have I ever told you the story when I went to a strip club and I recognized the stripper? <laughs> no. <laughs> What's the next break? <laughs> we have a group chat, but let's talk about you recognizing the stripper. <laughs> we'll get into that when we get back. Okay. Keep it right, like, keep it live right here at the Amanda Seal Show. Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals here. I'm Jeremiah, like the Bible. So we were talking about <laughs> the new Magic City three-part docuseries that will be produced by, you know, Atlanta's very own Jermaine Dupree and possibly Atlanta's own Drake, depending on <laughs> what personality he shows up with. But you were telling me about your time at the strip club and you recognize somebody? Okay, first of all, I wasn't telling you about my time. Your time in the strip club. You're a hustler, Sarah. <laughs> so I used to date this dude and 
I remember one night we were, I have, I have a bad habit of like dating. Like I like end up dating dudes that are like young at heart, but then mm-hmm. I feel like they don't know how to like have romance. Okay. Like, and so. They have a good time. But it's yeah. Like, yeah. We, we 45. So <laughs> like they don't, like they're, they think spontaneity is romance. Uh, and okay. it's like, there's a version of that that yes. is, but then there's also just like, okay, but what is the spontaneity entailing? <laughs> so in his mind, he was like, we were like, I think we like went to dinner and he was like, let's go to a strip club. And I was like, okay, because you're trying to just. <laughs> Go with the flow. Mm-hmm. Be in the moment. Yeah. So I was like, okay. <laughs> so we went to this like strip club in Times Square, which by the way, anybody okay. who knows New York is like anything in Times Square that's like on that tip is going to be nasty. Okay. So we end up going to this strip club in Times Square. The second we walked in, I was like, why are you doing this? Like, why are you doing this? Like I could feel the ejaculate on the carpet. Like Goodbye. I could just, like the, the, the whole place just felt like ski, ski, ski. So mm. we sit down and I am so tense. Like, I don't even want to sit in the chair. You ever go to a hotel and like, it's so nasty that you're like, I don't want to take my clothes off. I'm going to sleep on a towel. Oh, I don't want to sleep on this towel. <laughs> like I'm just gonna, I'm just going to sleep standing up. I'm it's a vampire. Fine. fine. So I was in this chair. My man's like, get I get a drink? I'm just like, oh my oh, he God. Had been there before. This is fine. There you go. <laughs> so we're sitting there and he's like, who you like? Who you like? Again, trying to just <laughs> be appeasing and amenable. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, she's pretty. Um, and went back to like <laughs> staying constricted. In my mind, it was like, if I just stay real small, no one will see me. What, what kind of date were you going before? It was like a fancy date, like you were dressed no, up? No, 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 no. Okay. I wasn't dressed up. I wasn't dressed up, but it was, this is not my scene. Right. But I was like, that's going to make a, make a make big it difference. Even if I'm in a You're gown. Like, I'm in a gown. <laughs> and I'm at a Times Square strip club. So next thing I know, like the person I said was pretty mm-hmm. is like walking directly towards me. Okay. Titties out. Yeah, as they do. Yes. In underwear. I'm just like, uh, what's happening? Cause I'm like, I, she can't be walking towards me. Why would she be walking towards me? Right. And then he like taps my shoulder, like, ha, 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 cause he just thinks what's about to happen is going to be hilarious. So she like leans down in my face and is like, what's good. Do you want to dance? And I was like, I don't. <laughs> and then she goes, Amanda. I'm screaming. Not, you know me. But it wasn't like, are you Amanda Seals? Right. It was Amanda. Right. And then I look at her face. I'm like, Jalissa? <laughs> Y'all, why was this the TA in my statistics Not class? Not the TA. <laughs> Not the teacher assistant. Why was this the TA? Do you understand how good at statistics you have to be to be a TA? That's why I'm like, I guess the statistics didn't work out in her favor. So... I'm like, now, wouldn't you think that this would be the end of the table of the lap dance? Right, right. Just getting started. I think this made it even more for her. I'm comfortable now. Yo, (laughs) she is literally, she like turns around and is just like, just winding up, winding Mm -hmm. up. And I'm just there like, lights a feather, sips a board, lights a feather, sips a board. Like, please get me out of here. And she's talking. She's like, oh my goodness. It's so good to see you. How's everything? I'm like, I'm well. How are you? And she's like, you know, I'm just living my life. And I was like. Finally, I'm like, Jalissa, I was the commencement speaker at your graduation. (laughs) What happened? (laughs) And she was like, girl, you know, I tried social work, but I like this better. And that's the thing, though. That's real. That's real. Sometimes you like something better. I mean, in a way, it's still social work. Like, you're you're definitely working socially. (laughs) So 
that was that. I put a 20 in a wrist. I put a 20 in a waistband and she went on her way. Come on. She made her money for the night. There you go. Imps saw old friend. <laughs> New York City, everybody. New York City. <laughs> so that's me and the strip clubs. Uh, but we will keep you up to date when this documentary from Drake and Jermaine Dupree come out. Keep your lock right here. We got 60 second headlines when we get back to the Amanda Seal show. The Amanda Seal show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Steele Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. And it's time for 60 Second Headlines. All right, let's do it. So Donald J. Trump, he asked the court to delay his setting, his trial date in the documents case. Of course, he got to find more time to get more money because the trial is going to cost more money. All right, y'all. Prince fans, listen up. Prince, the Princess State released two unreleased tracks from his vlog. Oh, my gosh. That's really a big deal. Prince one of those artists where you just feel like there should be music for, from him forever. Forever, Will. Two more coming out. Also, congratulations are due for the Brat and Judy. They gave birth to their son. Also, Naomi Osaka and Corey day gave birth to a baby girl congratulations we were talking yesterday them kids these babies these babies but you know these, these are better two. than me better than than us <laughs> one day maybe but not today um and lastly nelly secure a 50 million dollar deal amanda for selling half of his music music catalog I mean, I feel like that's a big deal, but I feel like Nelly has $50 million. Right. <laughs> like, I feel like his music catalog has weighed way more than $50 million for him. So I don't know if that's like a good thing or not. Maybe we're trying to buy NBC. If you want to go, don't say that. Because <laughs> next thing you know, he's going to be put in jail next to Bill Cosby, since that's the theory. <laughs> Why do I feel this way? Hey, must be the money. That's it for 60 Second Headlines. Coming up, it's time to listen, laugh, and learn because we got more Amanda Seal Show on the way. Don't go anywhere. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. We speak the world all this time. We shine and rise. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. Seals here. Happy Wednesday. It's hump day, hump day. It is. I'm Jeremy Like the Bible. Happy Wednesday. Um, On this day, well, we don't have the year, but happy birthday to uh, fitness guru Richard Simmons. With the, with the um, what, what do you call it? The spandex yes. Uh, onesie? <laughs> yes. Oh. There's like a whole documentary because like something happened to him. Like he like really? fell off the map mm-hmm. and then people thought that there was, I can't remember what happened, but he has like a really like, to my if memory serves me correct, it's like a traumatic story. Um, but if you were alive in the 80s, you know that Richard Simmons was a time, honey. He was a time. I feel like there were a lot of documentaries that have come out recently. It's about like specific people. Like, you know, they have the Miss Cleo documentary, like just yes. these figures in pop it's, culture. Yes. So my homeboy James was telling me that like he like watched like the Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary mm-hmm. the other day and like Brock Hudson. Oh, Rock yeah. Hudson. That's on um, Matt, Max now, not HBO Max. Just that Max. <laughs> grinds my gears that they took HBO from the name. Like, that's just uh, very frustrating to me. Um, I started watching a documentary the other day that I can't remember, so I don't even know why I brought it up. Uh, today is also Bill Cosby's birthday, and I hope that he got a cake in prison. Do they have cakes in prison? I mean, I'm sure they know how to make one. Do they bring like cupcakes like in grade school? Like, we, this is someone's birthday. <laughs> no, because you can hide a shank in a cupcake. Ooh, that's true. <laughs> if you do get a cupcake, by the time you get it, they done. <laughs> pop, pop, 
they done the guards done messed up all that all that up dang you, you've seen movies where like they try to bring yeah. a cake and there's like a gun in the cake <laughs> you know what's a good prison show Orange is the New Black great prison show are you trying to tell me that like it's new? <laughs> well, no, I just thought about it because... I- well, you know, yesterday was the... I think it was like 50, 10 years ago. It premiered 10 yesterday. years ago. Something like that. I mean, I guess that actually is true because I was in college when I was watching. <laughs> I was in college. I was like, if you're trying to talk to me about Orange is Black like you just discovered it, I'm about to get <laughs> no, up No, I just and, thought and about leave. it. Because when you thought about like just the... I never actually thought about the culture of prison so I like watched that show and like the ins and outs. Did you ever watch Oz? No. That's, that's before my time. I- <laughs> Oz is just so hopeless. You're just really? like, I had to stop watching it because I was like, oh, these people, never go, they never gonna get out. Right, right. Because what kept happening was like, people would get out and then like something would happen like the same day and then they end up back, back there. And I'm like, what I am mean, I it happened in real life too. Well, not the same day usually. Yeah, but that kind of recidiv- recidivism rate is just <laughs> too much for me. It's too much for me. Yeah, at least Orange had a little, a little comedy to kind of like take the edge off. And then it got very dark. Yeah. Actually, the last season was actually, they did this one plot line about like ice and I had never thought about it like, when you're like um, um, an, an immigrant, immigrant in prison and mm-hmm. they just like basically deport you just you gone goodbye no due process yep no I also didn't realize that like they'll just move you to another prison right like bye. This, bye sorry no you got settled here but it's a wrap for you in the middle of the night mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh you remember this episode mm-hmm. it was a doozy alright well what do we got coming up this hour any doozies well, we got to talk about a New Orleans Museum of Art that is being slammed for appointing a white woman as the curator of African art. A white woman. A white woman. Plus, there's a lot of Jamie Foxx conspiracies going around since he's made his appearance back into the public. You look good. So we're going to talk about that. Plus, we got your big up let down. All of that coming at you right here at the Amanda Seal Show. Remember, if you miss any of the show, you can check us out wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check out the latest episode of my podcast, Small Doses. Audio dropped today mm-hmm. of side effects of being a new father with Big Sean and I'm just really proud of this episode because he said he has not talked about this anywhere with anyone we are the first not an exclusive exclusive and you can actually watch the episode when it premieres tomorrow on YouTube Amanda Seals TV or you can go to amandaseelstv.com it premieres at 4pm Pacific 7pm Eastern I'll be in the chat so I hope you're in the chat with me alright well, we got more Black Year News up next it's time to listen laugh and learn on the Amanda Seals show the Amanda Seals show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. Let's get into some black news, please, please. Alrighty. So, y'all, the New Orleans Museum of Art is being slammed because they announced they hire Amanda Maples. With Amanda Na- Maples? She's a white woman, guys. And she's also the curator. Not to be confused with Amanda Seals. Yes. Amanda Maples. Maples, like the tree. She's a white woman who has been announced as the curator of, guess what? African art. So introducing her via press release and Instagram caused immediate blowback as commenters expressed their intense frustration that a black curator or another person of color had been chosen for the role. The announcement also came the same day as the Supreme Court overturned affirmative action, Amanda. This is an interesting one because sometimes Mm -hmm. in these cases, like there isn't even like applicants. So I'm Mm -hmm. curious to know, like, who were the applicants? And like, what level were they in comparison to her mm-hmm. in terms of resume? Because we have to remember that like African art is a t- it's a like topic. Like right, it's not right. like an experiential. It's mm-hmm. an ex- it's a expertise. Mm-hmm. I mean, for what it's worth, I mean, white people should know about African art because they stole it. 
they have stole a lot of it mm-hmm. and got them in the museums over there. Yes, in they Europe. do. So I'm not like completely put off by this. I think, um, I think what we also have to understand is that there's there's cultural competency mm-hmm. that I feel like people are upset about. Yes. And so it's like, well, does she have the cultural competency to uh, know how to curate the art that these um, museum spaces need to have that would connect best with its audience? Right. And, you know, the the National African-American Museum of History and Culture in D.C., their head curator was a white woman, too. Right. Well, there was some controversy around there as well, right? Her name was Timothy. If I recall, like people. I mean, she gave me a tour twice. (laughs) Shout out to you. I mean, I I think she was very. Listen, I think she was very conscious of like. Mm let me know my role, mm-hmm. but you're, but they're still white women now. Right. Just so we're clear, they, they be doing white woman things and saying <laughs> white women stuff. There were definitely times where I had to be like, oh, I'm not sure about that. Well, the museum did defend their decision. <laughs> they said, while we can't speak about others who are considered for the role, Maple's breadth of experience and emphasis sustained collaborate emphasis on sustained collaboration with artists and institutions in Africa and around the world has set her apart from other candidates. Now, I will say this. I do think that there is somewhat of a moratorium that ends up happening with certain positions where like it doesn't get expanded to the people of like those of other races, ethnicities, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Like, even if we talk about like showrunners in Hollywood, yeah. like there's such a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? There's like such a limited amount of showrunners that are not black because right. there was so little effort to expand beyond like their own um, comfort system. Mm-hmm. So you'd have white showrunners that would simply just hire other white showrunners. Right. Or you have situations where, People in positions have a have a confirmation bias where they don't think black people are smart enough to do the job. And so they don't teach them. Yep. And they keep saying, oh, I'll do it. I'll handle it. I got mm-hmm. it. I got it. And they don't teach them. And if you're a black person in one of these positions where you are like below the, the head person, like you need to demand that they teach you because right. they really don't want to teach you because they, they have confirmation bias or because they don't want you to surpass mm-hmm. them. They don't want you to gain that knowledge. So I think what people get frustrated about in this too is this like, we don't know who the other applicants were, but sometimes it's like, why aren't there enough? Why aren't there enough black applicants that are like actually um, able or have the skill set to be able to do it? Yep. And I, like that have the prerequisites. And to your point, it's not a lot of times that they don't have the um, the breadth of knowledge to do it. It's just they don't have the access, the resources, the yeah. prerequisite information. Because you can be in that, like you said, in that space and no one's training you to get get those key skills you need to go to that next level that that job requires. Especially be a curator at a museum. That's a lot. All right. Well, we've got more Black Heart News when we get back. Uh, That was a movie that was a bunch of conspiracy theories. So we're going to talk about conspiracy series on social media as they relate to Jamie Foxx. Don't Mm -hmm. go anywhere. We also got the Big Up Let Down on The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah the Bible. Why do I say it like I'm surprised? I'm Amanda Seals. Oh my God. That is you. Speaking of surprise, surprise me with this next story. All right. So since the announcement of Jimmy Foxx being hospitalized for an undisclosed illness, um, false reports and now conspiracy theories are all over the, uh, the internet, Amanda. So on May 3rd, he posted, appreciate the love, feeling blessed in response to everyone yes. wishing him well and everything. But just a few days ago, um, he was photographed on a boat in Chicago waving to other people like, yep. hey. So people were like, oh, my God, he's he's back. He's out. Um, then he was um, videotaped swinging at a, a golf club at a top golf in Chicago. Um, and since then, people have just been like, that's not the real Jamie Foxx. What? It's a oh clone. Oh, my God. You're kidding me. I'm not kidding. Like, something's up. Because if he was, <laughs> he was just sick, now he's out and about and he's everywhere. 
Meanwhile, we've only seen him like twice, but people like Keith <laughs> everywhere. About everywhere. He's at the strip club. He's at the skating rink. No, literally, as I was looking at some of the comments, they were like, he's been everywhere. I'm like, well, let me, I'm like, maybe I'm sure. I only saw one video of him on a boat. And I saw him literally getting in a vehicle. Yes. And then, so I'm like, and the funny part about this is they're both were in Chicago. You thought he was in <laughs> Bali, LA, Cancun. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it really made me think, Amanda, what is the thing about this? Like people really have... They, they want to like latch on to like this idea that something big is is afoot. Because their lives are boring. Okay. I got into it, not got into it, but I responded to somebody about this on my page yesterday or a couple of days ago because they were like, I don't believe this Kiki thing is real. She just did this to drum up. Um, <laughs> she just put out a project or she has a show coming out. I'm like, first of all, Kiki Palmer always has a show coming out. Always. Or she has sunglasses right. or like there's always something. And they're like, she did this to bring up publicity. And I think it's, I said, to, I said, you know what? I think it really sucks to be someone who is constantly looking for conspiracy and unfertile mm-hmm. ground. Right. Like that doesn't make sense to me. To me, I think people want that because it feels like their own lives are boring. I think there's also a certain distrust that people now have with media. And mm-hmm. I think that there's always a certain level of that, but it's become like way more far reaching because of reality TV mm-hmm. and because of like stunts. Yeah. People on the internet playing. Do we pull in stunts? Yeah. And like people feel like deceived. Like the whole thing with Jesse Smollett was that people felt deceived, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like that deception, they take it like really they personal. Ain't let it go since. I still ain't seen Jesse. Where he at? I don't know. I don't know where he at. You but- know what? I need to get Jesse on small doses. Oh my God. Side effects of deception. Shut the no, we like you didn't Jesse. see him put his hand out like he was over a cauldron. I wasn't deceived. I, I didn't have a, a dog in that fight. But I the like thing Jesse. about this is that the rehab center that he was in was in Chicago. And it's, he was there because the top facility there yes, is a- there for rehab. It's actually a top facility that specializes in stroke recovery, traumatic brain injury, and spinal cord injury, and cancer re- rehabilitation. Um, but like, I'm like, have y'all never been sick also? Like when you're sick, you at home and then when you're not sick no more, you come back out. And but also like, even, but also like even in that time frame, mm-hmm. like you can leave the hospital. Yes. You're not stuck there. <laughs> you're not in prison. <laughs> right. You're not even on house arrest. Right, 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 right. What do y'all think? You think fake Jamie Foxx? You think AI Jamie Foxx is being <laughs> superimposed into cars and the everywhere? Hit us up, 1-855-AMANDA-8, 1-855-262-6328. That's it for Black Girl News. We got a big up, let down when we get back. Keep it locked. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's time for the Big Up Letdown on the Amanda Seal Show. 
Jeremiah like the Bible. I'm Amanda Seal. And it is now time for Amanda, Amanda to hit us with the Big Up, Big Up. Let down. Big Up, Big Up. Today's Big Up, Big Up goes to me. Oh, okay. Yeah, it goes to me because yesterday I had a really good day. <laughs> we love that. <laughs> like, I'm literally giving myself a big up for just having a good day. <laughs> Nobody annoyed me. Like, nobody stressed me out. Uh, I got a bunch of like, not like even like good news, but just mm. like, Nice news, you know, that let me know that like the stuff that I am working on is moving in the right direction. It was the first day of the summer of seals, like where I got to like go in the water. <laughs> yeah. Like I just feel like I need to celebrate the wins. And so I'm giving myself a big up for having a stress-free day. You got to take your wins when you can. You ha- And you have to let everybody know. Yeah. yeah. Well, not everybody. Because some people be like, don't you ever win again. <laughs> you know what? I had somebody literally say to me, like, I remember this dude. Um, He had like a, I think his name was like FWMJ or something. Like he was, he was kind of like one of these like hip hop bloggers. Okay. And I remember I like finally met him because we were doing like a panel discussion with Peter Rosenberg. Congratulations to Peter Rosenberg. He just got married. Um, And he was like. Yeah, I never liked you. And I was like, I've never met you. (laughs) And I was like, but why? Like, but why? And he was like, because you always seem happy and it just feels like it's fake. All right. I mean. And I was just like, what a reason to not like, if you want to not like me because you don't like my politics or you just don't like that I have an opinion on everything, whatever, like, so be it. But like, you don't like me because I'm joyful? Because I'm jocular? That was that was a doozy. He gets let down for that. Uh, <laughs> today's let down goes to y'all. Federal studies estimate that tap water from forty five percent of U.S. faucets may contain forever chemicals. What's a forever chemical, Amanda? A forever chemical is a substance that breaks down very slowly. That breaks down slower than it builds up. Oh. So it's just like in your body and it can lead to adverse health outcomes, like increased risk of some cancers. Surprise. Everything gives you cancer. Mm -hmm. Literally. Um, So basically the U S geological survey tested tap water from 716 locations, including 269 private wells and 447 public supply sites. By the way, none of us, I feel like even really know like where the water come from. Right. In all 50 states, Puerto Rico, the U.S. Virgin Islands, and the District of Columbia. I cannot believe that, by the way, that D.C. is still, like, not a state. But that's a whole other thing. Taxation without representation. Um, The data, which was collected from 2016 to 2021, it found polyfluorinated alkyl substances in at least 45% of the faucets. So I thought that, like, fluoride... I thought like this was like fluoride and like, you know, people tell you like, oh, like fluoride is good for your teeth. Right. But I dated a dude once. Shout out to Mac. And Mac was very adamant about like, I don't drink tap water and I don't use fluoride in my toothpaste. Mm-hmm. Mind you, Mac is the most smoking person I've ever met in my life. Like the backwoods, the backwoods. But he was like, but there ain't no fluoride in my body. You rice tobacco. <laughs> literally. Big tobacco. So I just, um, I thought that was a letdown because I think a lot of us are like, well, I'd rather drink tap water so that I'm not like adding to the plastics mm-hmm. of it all. Mm-hmm. Get you a, a little pure filter, a little reusable filter. Maybe that's the, I mean, that's <laughs> I, what I, I wish use. That, Do you? Like a, when you like fill back up. Like, mm-hmm. like, um, like, like the picture. I used to have like the knob on my old um, apartment sink. Like, yeah. you know, like attach it. 
So, you know, so to your point, it's like you're not using all these bottled, plastic bottled waters. Well, that's the letdown for today, y'all. Coming up next, we love taking your phone calls and mm-hmm. we want to hear for and we want to hear more from you. So let us know what's on your mind. And I'd really like for you to share some things you learned this week. Cause you all know I'm really about that life with the things you learned this week. Also, we've been trying to ask y'all, we've been asking y'all to call us up to tell us like your thoughts on Essence magazine, the brand. There's been a lot of talk about Essence Fest and you know, Essence like made this announcement that they're like expanding their brand to include like all forms of blackness. Well, I'm curious to hear from you all, particularly like my sister. Is, what do you feel like Essence represents at this point for you? Like, has it changed? Do you still feel connected to it? Like, do you even look out for Essence Magazine? Hit me up, 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. We'll be right back right here on The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to The Amanda Seal Show. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. And I'm Amanda Seals. And our phone lines are open 24-7, y'all, at 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. And we love to hear from y'all. So call us. Let us know what you're listening to. Let us know if you have any thoughts about anything. And comment on, this, on the topics as well. So someone called us, Amanda, because earlier this week, we was talking about Kiki Palmer being one of the trending topics after her baby daddy slash partner caught out on social media. So let's go to the phone lines. Yes. Hey, I just wanted to call in about... Kiki and the BD situation. Honestly, I just think he was in his feelings. He was at home changing the poopy diaper and saw her in Usher's arms getting serenaded. Was like, why you got your booty cheeks out? I think he was just in his feelings and upset. Because, you know, Black Twitter going to tear you apart. You try and come for mm-hmm. Kiki Palmer because we don't mess with Kiki Palmer. We love Kiki Palmer. Yeah, he was in his feelings. He got torn a new asshole and had to delete his social media. And now she put out merch about it. <laughs> See, she's winning. <laughs> Can't take Kiki down. Kiki gonna win. That's what Kiki do. All right. Love y'all. Have a good day. She said, <laughs> You know what's funny about this? Um, today, or this week's episode of Kiki Palmer's podcast is actually um, high profile relationships with her partner. <laughs> where they're talking about being in a relationship in the public eye. <laughs> That's the funny part about all of this. Uh, on the cut? No, on her podcast. Oh, Kiki, hilarious. On Kiki's podcast. So I was, I'm like, obviously this is probably pre-recorded before this, yes. this happened. Well, she also is on the cover of New York Times Magazine, The Cut. Oh, yeah, she and is. And t- it's about the internet. <laughs> Synergy. You know, sometimes the, 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 it all comes together <laughs> in weird ways. Ooh, child. Maybe that's why the conspiracy theorists feel like maybe she set this up. I mean, this sounds like a, a, a scheme set up by Ty, as they say, on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. But Kiki don't need a scheme because Kiki has talent. <laughs> when we get back, we got more Blacker news. Georgia Democrat at odds with her party switches to Republicans. I hope that there is a conspiracy theory behind this because it just sounds dumb AF. We'll talk about it next. Listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. The Bible. Today is Wednesday, July 12th, and on mm-hmm. this day in 1996, basketball player Michael Jordan was offered the richest NBA one-year contract of 
thirty million dollars from the Chicago Bulls. Oh. Last night I was trying to watch the, sh- the movie Air about how he uh-huh. came to Nike. It's not a bad movie. I just like wasn't focused. When I heard it was actually a good movie. That's yeah, I, I need to like go back and watch it. Okay. Well, what do we got coming up this hour? Coming up this hour, we're going to talk about a Georgia Democrat who's at odds with her party and decided to switch teams, Amanda. She going with the GOP this time around. Corny. <laughs> Plus, what's up with throwing things at on stage at artists? Like, this phenomenon keeps going on. And I want to hear your thoughts on something Clay Clarkson said about this phenomenon as oh, okay. a performer. And plus, we got to play a game of One Gotta Go, 90s Nickelodeon edition. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right. All of that's coming up. Yeah. Ooh, that sounds like a fun-filled hour. Mm-hmm. Remember to stay connected with us 24-7 on social media at Seals Said It. You can also give us a call at 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Remember, we also have the latest episode of Small Doses Podcast premiering today wherever you get your podcast. It's Big Sean mm-hmm. joining us to talk about side effects of being a new father. You can watch the episode and when it premieres on Amanda Seals TV tomorrow and every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. I'll be in the chat and I hope you're in the chat with us. All right, we got time to listen, laugh, and learn, of course, because that's what we do right here on the Amanda Seals Show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. And uh, let's get into this first Black Great News story. This just gets my goat. Y'all know I love Atlanta in Georgia. You do. Sometimes y'all embarrass me with these stories. (laughs) Because a Georgia state legislator, Representative Misha Maynard, a black woman, from Atlanta switched to the Republican Party on Tuesday after being at odds with Democrats for reasons including her support for school vouchers and disciplining um, prosecutors. She becomes... The only black member of the GOP, the only black member, y'all, among Georgia's 236 state lawmakers and the first black Republican woman to ever serve in the Georgia General Assembly. Maynard's defection um, gives Republicans a 102 to 78 edge in the House. Um, she said that, speaking about Democrats, that they had relentlessly tried to sabotage every single thing that I had done for District 56 and publicly slandered me in every way imaginable. Ooh, okay. And so you thought... <laughs> Go, you know what? It's like I don't understand the writing on the wall. Okay, so let's say they did all that. Right. Let's right. say they did all that. So, what do you think is going to happen with the Republicans? In her mind, I bet she thinks, well, they saw them doing all that. Mm-hmm. They probably came to her and were like, "Your party hates you, <laughs> but you know what? We'll never do that to you. Come and join our cult." If she fell for that, she need she need to be in no legislature. If she fell for that 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 pitch from the uh, GLP. But to your point, I think she thought it was welcoming her with open arms. They could be over there. He likes look at It's her. just dumb to me. And it just says to me, like, what are your morals? Because I'm like, the mm. thing about this whole politician thing is that there's some people who are in there because they want to be a public servant. Mm. And so they just want to do what they got to do. But then there's others who are like, oh, like, I'm a politician. So, like, I got to play the game. And I get that because it is part of the situation that you're in. Right. But what I'm trying to figure out is... Why do you, do you think that going over to the Republican side of things is going to allow you to do what you want to do? Mm-hmm. I guess maybe I wonder what were the things that she was trying to do that they were sabotaging? I feel like she at what's well, your point? I think I think people like play this politics game, Amanda, where they're like they don't they don't take into account like I guess the perception of how things look. So like you said to your point, maybe all these things are true. Maybe they really were giving you hell on the Democratic side. But as a voter, it looked wishy-washy. 
because Heck yeah. the Democratic uh, thoughts and ideas and values are very different than Republican ideals and values. This lady literally said that, well, the, the party chairman, Josh McCoon, mm-hmm. said <laughs> her move shows that the Republican Party is where diversity of opinion is welcome, where different ideas, talking about different policy ideas and solutions together is a strength, not a weakness. <laughs> Notice he said diversity of opinion. (laughs) Right. Diversity is absolutely not part of the policy. But I just think to you, what we have to stop saying to your point. To our point. Why do we no, but I'm just saying, like we say it so much. But I just think it's it's really like it's dumb to Mm -hmm. think that this is a better look for Mm -hmm. you. I would have rather be like, I'm independent. Yeah, of course. I'm just go step out the party lines. I'm I'm here to work for the people. I'm not trying to. That's what lets me know that it really ain't that. Mm -hmm. And I think she really thinks she's going to go over there and get support. And baby, that's silly. That's like you on on a sports team and you go play for your rival. Like, what are we doing? You know why it's not like that? Why? Because it doesn't affect people's lives. That's true. That's That's true. You're right. You're right. You're right. So I'm looking at her and just wondering, you, you are choosing to go be the only black woman and that's never a good look. I don't ever be the only black person. <laughs> like when I see people with friend groups and the only black person, I'll be like, hmm, hmm. It's like a scheme set up by Todd. Don't do it. Don't do it. Honey, I don't know what it is, but I hope that she, this lets me know that she doesn't have enough black friends. And if she does, they're all coons. <laughs> all right. That's my thoughts on that. When we get back, phones being thrown at artists while performing. Why does it keep happening? Well, it just happened to Drake. So... You used to call him on his cell phone And now you threw it at him That's coming up next on the Amanda Seal Show The Amanda Seal Show We up, we up, we up McDonald's is not new to chicken So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred And get your hands on the McCrispy Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun Unmatched pickle to chicken ratio Yeah, they know what they're doing In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. Let's get into some more Black Heart News. So, Amanda, a few weeks ago, we reported about, you know, B.B. Rexa getting a phone thrown at her during a concert. Glorilla had things thrown at her in a concert. Well, to add to that list, Drake, oh, also Pink had someone's ashes thrown at her during a concert. To add to that list, Drake was doing a show for his It's All a Blur tour, and he joins the list as he was singing <laughs> So Anxious by Genuine, um, his rendition. He was assaulted. With Drake a- was singing So Anxious. Yes. Th- okay, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. He was assaulted with a phone. It, it hit him in his left his left wrist, and he just watched it lay on the ground. And he definitely wasn't injured. So wait, I may throw a phone at Drake if he's singing so anxious. <laughs> please, please, this is Drake scary. is not a singer. Like Drake is so a viber. Anxious. Like I don't want to hear him sing that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like right. 
I think that there's songs where like I like Drake's voice because it like just fits the mm-hmm. vibe. But mm-hmm. like So Anxious requires actual singing. I want to know where that comes in like, within the set list. Because like I don't know any other Drake songs that fits a So Anxious rendition. Maybe The Jungle. Okay. Buy, send us some tickets to the tour, Drake, so we can see for ourselves. The, so, let's, let's okay. So what else is happening? With um, this? So basically, Kelly Clarkson actually had, had just heard about all of these incidents. And she gave this opinion about performers being on stage and being assaulted. I mean, I literally looked at Brandon, that was when I was still married, and I was like, I don't know when I'm going to go back out. Because then you start thinking like, I'm going to risk that and like not see my kids again because I was singing on stage. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it becomes very silly. One time I was singing at this thing and my eyes were closed. And so you're even more vulnerable. And this person on live TV on this show overseas rushed the stage and came up and hugged me and put their arms around me. But like when your eyes are closed and you're singing, <laughs> you aren't you aren't thinking anything except, I mean, I had like a whole moment that night. It's, um, it was very scary. Just like, cause you, you, I think at that moment, I realized how vulnerable I was and I'd never mm-hmm. thought like that before. And that begs the question, Amanda, as someone who's a live performer, I think we look at these stories like, oh, that's crazy. Y'all are assaulting people, but not the fact that, oh, artists are in a very vulnerable space when you're on stage performing. I have been in a number of scenarios where, like when I was uh, in Flowetry, mm-hmm. I remember being in Houston and like a chick like tried to like swipe my leg out from under oh. me. Like I forgot where we were performing, but there was like a, like people were in the pit, like they were mm-hmm. at like the front of the stage, and she like <laughs> tried to swipe. When I was in Baltimore, same tour, a chick successfully did that, and I had to like hopscotch over her hand. That's crazy. Like she was like pulling my shirt and like my pants. Like in a, I'm trying to hurt no, you way, or yes. like I mean, okay, yes. And then uh, I was doing a show in Sacramento one time doing stand up, and like mm-hmm. a man just literally like walked up on my stage, mm-hmm. and I just I, and the security was like, "What's going to happen?" <laughs> they watching it like it's reality TV. But even to that point, Amanda, even if you have security, though, a lot of times your bodyguard, if you're like a singer or whatever, they're not like standing right next no, to you. No, they're not. So there's like a ample space for someone to kind of do. Well, look anything. at what happened with Dave Chappelle at the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, like, yeah. dude, he had security all over the place, mm-hmm. and dude breached the security right. and got on stage. I mean, the other part of it is that while you're performing, you are not consciously looking for like, is anybody trying to right. come on stage? Is anybody trying to come mm-hmm. on stage? It's, it's really, um, it's really sucks because I think, I feel like this is new. Mm-hmm. This feels a lot more prevalent than it, than I feel like I used to. And like, it's one thing for someone like physically coming on your stage, but now to see people like throwing objects, mm-hmm. that's again, something that just is I don't even know who's coming to a show just to do that. Right. Well, even in like Kelly's um, example, where she kind of cited the idea of where like there was a shooting at a concert, like in um, Vegas a few years, a few years back. Like how even like stuff like that, like we're in an era where like anything can happen at any given point. And it's, does it sometimes feel like it's not worth it as a performer? Like I don't even, I love this craft, but I don't know if my life. I mean, remember Ariana Grande had like, there was a mass shooter in Ariana Grande concert overseas. That was like a bombing, I think. Was that a bombing? No, it was a mass shooter. It was like in Spain or something like that. And I mean, the the shooting in Vegas was after like a country concert, I want to say, you know, the the, the performing arts require performing the arts. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, when you ask, like, does it is it worth losing your life over or just being like feeling unsafe? Because it obviously ranges a phone versus obviously something very tragic, like a shooting. I was going to say, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, if, if, if that's, <laughs> you're doing the thing you love. Right. 
And you doing what good intentions? Like Big Pokey literally died like on stage. Really? Like doing what he loved. And I'm like, if I'm a go, then that's that's the way I want to do it. Ooh. But make sure that you take them out too. <laughs> right. But y'all, let's actually be in our best behaviors. How about that? Let's, let's that. like to just respect people. Let's just go and like, you know, get a little song song to you. It's already annoying AF that you're holding the phone up. <laughs> let's not throw the phone too. Also, All right. This phone's expensive. <laughs> Fair. Fair. That's it for Black Your News. Up next, it's game time. Mm-hmm. We're going to play One's Gotta Go next on the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. This is Jeremiah Like the Bible. I'm Amanda Seals. And Amanda, you are a child of the 90s. And you also are a child of 90s Nickelodeon. (laughs) So that made me think we should play a game of One Gotta Go. And it's going to be 90s Nick edition. So I'm going to give you four shows. And we're going to decide which has to go. Okay. So so obviously, (laughs) we have My Brother and Me. Mm -hmm. We have Kenan and Kel, All That, and Cousin Skeeter. Who is going to leave the 90s Nick universe? All of their episodes, all of their talent cast out the window. Lost okay. Well, first of all, I'm going to say we're not getting rid of my brother. And me. <laughs> all right. I still get my 65 cent residuals. Really? Literally 65 cents. Okay. Um, But also my brother and me like only had one season. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like we need to keep it just because we need to encapsulate that time. Okay. And I'm on the show. Right. You know. Um, Keenan and Kel... So fun fact is that Keenan and Kel actually took over our stage after we got canceled. Oh. Uh, and so like, if you actually watch Keenan and Kel, you can see that basically they just like reversed. The house. The th- <laughs> no, no. Okay. Okay. Yep. And uh, we have also had Keenan and Kel on Smart, Funny and Black mm-hmm. uh, right here in Los Angeles. It was a three hour show and one of the only three times where our guests tied. That makes sense. I mean, Keenan and Kel. Very much. <laughs> the dynamic deal of themselves. Uh, all that, you know, that was the birth of Nick Cannon. It was. Um, was Keenan on all that? Keenan yeah, Keenan and Kel, like it started on all that. Yeah. yeah. And so all that, fun fact, was across uh, across the stage from us. Okay. So when we were recording at Nickelodeon Studios, it was all that and us. And then when all that wrapped their season, uh, Gullah Gullah Island took over. Sidebar, have you ever seen the compilation of everyone showing like the... Music performances from like early all that shows. It's like Ice Cube. It's like and they're like, <laughs> and they're like singing songs. It's like what's it supposed to be on <laughs> for the kids. One time when we were in my brother and me, we were in the green room and we were eating lunch and we started singing, rolling down the street, smoking and on gin and juice, and we all got in trouble. Really? And they were like, "That is not an appropriate song for children to be singing." Mind you, I'm like everybody. In hindsight, they were all from Compton. Oh yeah, yeah. So you know, there's that. Uh, Cousin Skeeter, Megan Good, mm-hmm. and um, the guy with the light eyes, right? Yes, Wasn't he? I can't think of his name. He's I, weird. I know his uh, Richard, Richard, Richard something. He's a very odd guy. Um, but it's the light eyes. It's the light eyes. <laughs> uh, light eyes is always <laughs> a flag. Um, but I would have to say the one that got to go. My brother and me, Keenan and Kel, all that cousin Skeeter. My brother and me, Keenan and Kel, all that cousin Skeeter. I feel like a lot of people would say Cousin Skeeter mm-hmm. because 
it may not have carried like the same level of like cultural iconism. The impact. Yes. Isn't there. But for me personally, it's going to be Keenan and Kel. Really? Yeah, because Keenan and Kel like wasn't my show. It felt okay. like a little more cartoony for me. And I think I still got Keenan and Kel energy in all that. Right, right. And Cousin Skeeter, I love a puppet. I love the Muppets. <laughs> like, it's just what it is. I love a puppet. I hosted a show for uh, NBC called Bring the Funny. And basically it was a competition show and it mm-hmm. had like stand-up comedians. It had sketch uh, sketch groups. And then it had this guy who was a puppeteer. Really? And he would like hold the puppet. He had like a little box. Okay. So you can't see him. And then like I would have to come and communicate like with the puppet. Y'all, if you want to see me become seven years old again, like instantaneously... Just bring a puppet. I mean, Megan Good like cried when she saw Cousin Skeeter. Like, there's like a clip of her when they like bring her out the box. It's very, I don't know what it awakens in you, but it's like something that I just didn't know I had. Okay. It was like when I met Janet Jackson and fangirls and was not expecting it to happen. <laughs> You're like, Janet. Yes. So imagine Janet as a puppet. Puppet Janet. Dun, 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 Five, four, <laughs> three, two, one. Well, so I'm going to say Kim and Cal. Okay. Gotta go. Even though I love Kim and Cal. I loved Kim and Cal. Even though I can't remember any episode from her for real. I, it's one of them shows that I remember like watching like religiously as a kid, but yeah. can't re- tell you what really happened. No retention. It's all good. What would you all, what were your 90s uh, Nickelodeon shows? Hit us up, 1855 Amanda8. That's 1855-262-6328. Let me say, we also were only talking about black shows, but they did have a lot of white shows on Nickelodeon yeah. that was worth watching. They were. I mean, wasn't, but- uh, Clarissa? Your show, um, My Brother Me's the first black show, right? Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. 90s yes, was very it black. was. Very black. 90s was very, very black. But shout out to Doug. Rugrats. Rugrats. Hey, Arnold. Yep. Those are oh. the cartoons. Those are the cartoons. But like the live shows, like there was Pete and Pete. Mm-hmm. There was um, there was a camp show. Again, I bring you to Clarissa Explains It All. <laughs> Clarissa, like for people who understand, like Clarissa was a time. And then she went on to become Sabrina. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Well, we're going to come, we're going to stay on to become uh People who receive your phone calls, because this is what we're about to do right next on the Amanda Seal Show. Keep it locked. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com. And talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Happy Wednesday, everybody. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Jeremy Like the Bible. I'm Amanda Seals. And if you missed anything so far in the show, be sure to check out our daily podcast wherever you get your podcast. It's available. Plus, we're always taking your calls on our topics. We really... We want to hear from y'all on the things you learned this week, you know, in the topics we talk about. So give us a call 24-7 at 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. And maybe you have a caller who has their thoughts about the Russian Barbie because, you know, yesterday we talked about BuzzFeed list of AI-generated Barbie dolls from every country. So let's go to the phone lines. Hey, Amanda. My name's John. I'm just calling on behalf of the Russian Barbie. 
I think it's entirely appropriate for a Russian to have a firearm. We appreciate the stand your ground laws in the southern states. We like standing up for ourselves, unfortunately, due to the uh, situation in Ukraine on the southern border in Donbass. Russia felt it necessary to establish their territory. We counterattacked, almost took it back, and that's where we remain. Um, the Russian Barbie's good, but if you're talking about a bindi on an Indian lady, you might want to consider what a bindi actually is in their language and then what it represents in their language rather than using a colloquial American term to describe Indian garb. And as far as Muslim men and women, well, the Muslim men control the women. They marry them away when they're 12. So you're going to ask a bunch of cultural questions and not be able to answer them. Have a great day. Ooh, we have a white man listening that thinks he's smarter than me. So let's break it the F down. <laughs> Go ahead. One. <laughs> Uh, you're talking about Russia and standing ground, et cetera, et cetera. And we are doing this and we're doing that. Mm. We're talking about Barbies. Yeah. We're talking about Barbies. There shouldn't be guns in the hands of any Barbies the same way that in this country, there needs to not be guns in the hands of many people. Mm. Why we would have guns in Barbie hands that are AI created is beyond my scope of comprehension. It's also wholly insensitive. And the Ukraine Barbie didn't have a gun in her hand. So what are we really talking about here? Ultimately, you need to back the F up. I'm going to back you up even more because now you're talking about bindis on Indian women. Do I know what a bindi stands for? Yes, I know what a bindi stands for. My issue with the video, with the with the image of the Indian woman was that she was wildly fair skinned and India already has a caste issue as well as a colorism issue. Mm -hmm. It was not an issue about a bindi. It was that they have a bindi on an Indian woman that looks like a white woman. The last issue that you pointed out, which was, what was it? Uh, it was about the mus Muslim garb. Oh, that the Muslim women were in men's garb. Mm -hmm. And then he says that, well, the men control the women in the Muslim countries and marry them off when they're 12. Mm -hmm. Well, we live in a nation where they are literally rolling back child labor laws, mm -hmm. where you have... Every single day, another example of a pedophile who is posing as some sort of child group leader, a pastor, a coach, etc. Mm. And we have a multitude of Republicans who this guy is absolutely voting for, who are literally out here saying, yes, if a 10 year old is raped, she needs to have the baby. Right. So don't sit here and tell me about what Muslim people are doing with young children over there. And also, don't you ever come on my radio and try to encapsulate the entire following of a religious being, sorry, the entire following of a religious practice with one aspect. No, all Muslim people do not marry off children when they're 12. And if you want to talk about the Taliban doing that, guess who armed the Taliban? America! America armed the Taliban and taught the Taliban how to fight Russia because they didn't want it to be their problem. So if you want to come on my radio and talk about me, not knowing about cultural things that I'm talking about. Let me set you the F straight. Don't you ever think you're going to come in here and correct me using white supremacist, white nationalist, American exceptionalist rhetoric. It's not going to go down. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the
might like the Bible. You know, I gave myself a big up for having like a really easy peasy day yesterday. Like no one annoyed me. That wouldn't have happened today because that last caller, Jeremiah. Because you know why? It was just like another example of a mediocre white man, because I could tell by the voice. It was a mediocre white man asserting ignorance Mm -hmm. as if it was knowledge Mm -hmm. in an effort to try to correct me in my own space. That's very white. It's very white. W-H-I-T-E. Or if you're on the internet and you don't want to get blocked or shadow banned, Whitey. I usually like the whitey. Mm-hmm. Less characters, less energy. <laughs> but you know who we talking about. Or sometimes people be like, you know, those people and just raise their hand. Yes. <laughs> just to show. Or I'd say the clears. The clears. <laughs> That's a good one. The clears. You know, some people are listening right now like, oh my God, they hate white people. Let me just, let me just be clear. What I hate is people who uphold whiteness. Yes. That's what I hate. Mm-hmm. Whiteness is a disease. It is oppressive. It is. And and someone right now is listening like, well, what about blackness? Blackness is not those things. Right. It has never been used in those ways. Mm-hmm. So it is a false equivalency. However, whiteness was literally created for the purpose of oppression. And so many white people who uphold whiteness don't even have any effing clue where it came from. Right. They don't know what made them white. They don't know how they're white, why they're white, other than simply the color of their skin. Mm-hmm. And they would lose their minds if they were anything but white for a day. That's true. What's that like? I can't wait her name. Jane. Jane Elliott, Elliot. baby. She always asks the question, if you would, raise your hand if you, if you would be uh, black for a day. Crickets. And she's like, there you have it. <laughs> I would, I just wish I can interview Jane Elliott before she leaves us. And I don't know how to get to her. Jane, I know you got a radio girl. Jane, if you listen, <laughs> it would be an honor and a privilege. An honor and a privilege. Does anybody know how I can get to Jane Elliott? Because I, I really, I need to. Jane Elliott calls in. Hey guys, I'm a big <laughs> listener. <laughs> First time calling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's time to get into the word of the day. Okay. All right, Jeremiah. Today's word of the day is loquacious. Ah, this is actually a word I know. Wow. I learned this like in like the gifted program. Like we used to get like words of the day and gift. Okay. And one of them was loquacious, meaning to talk a lot. Very talkative. Yes. Wordy. Yes. Yes. My man said he used to be annoyed by <laughs> me being long-winded until he told my mother about it. And she said, well, her father was loquacious as well. Genetic. Genetic. <laughs> So there you have it, loquacious. I am an incredibly loquacious person, and so are you. Same, same, yes. We love to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that it's interesting that it doesn't just mean that you, like, talk a lot, mm-hmm. but that you, like, apparently talk more than necessary. <laughs> I do that sometimes in, like, writing. Like, now I write, like, academic papers. I would get that note, like, you have a lot of words, Jeremiah. You can condense this down. Dr. Robin D.G. Kelly, who was my thesis advisor at Columbia, when I've turned in my first thesis, he was like, yeah, you can cut this. <laughs> like, this is, I'm pretty sure he didn't even read the whole thing. He was like, we don't need all this. A lot of words, a lot of words. And when I was like trying to rap, I would be trying, like Devon, actually, I remember he always, when we were in college, he would always be like, you don't need to put that many words in the verse. I do that when I write songs. Like, why are you trying to fit? He would always be like, why are you trying to Talib Kweli that bar? Because Talib Kweli tried to be like, the instamitical, pitipitical, liminical, and it's like, there's not enough. I have a lot to say. I have a lot to say. Let it breathe. In the, in the bar, I'm so, so long. <laughs> the bar's only four. It's only four beats. It's 
Queen for Beats. Well, what do we got in our beats that we have left this hour? Well, we're going to do our favorite segment. Positive said the darndest thing. Don't they? Because we got to keep y'all abreast of what's going on with these crazy people in Washington and everywhere around the country. Yes. Plus, 60-second headlines. And we got a big up let down, y'all. The let down got something to do with y'all tap water. Just so you know. Just so, so you know. So drinking it. Right. Oh, oh, hold oh, up. Hold oh, up. Oh, slow down. All right. We'll be right back. Uh, but remember, if you want to hit us up on social media, you can go to Seal Set It. And you can give us a call, 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Also remember that if you miss any of the podcasts, like if you want to hear me, like flip out about our last caller and, and check the, the S-H-I out of him, uh, then you can check it out on our podcast. You can get that wherever you get your podcast. Also remember that you can catch the latest episode of Small Doses, my other podcast, today. Comes out wherever you get your podcast and it's uh, featuring Big Sean. Yes, Sean Don is on here talking about side effects of being a new father. You can watch the episode when it premieres tomorrow on amandasealstv.com and uh, that'll be at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. I will be in the chat, chit-chatting with you. All right, so that's going down. When we get back, we got politicians say the darndest things. Don't go anywhere. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals. I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. All right, so it is time. Do you know what it's time for? Yes. Politicians say the darndest things. So today, Amanda, we have 34-year-old New York representative, or I guess sort of pseudo-representative at this point, George Santos. Oh my God, a mess. Doing an interview where he compared himself to civil rights leader... Rosa Parks. This is, are y'all ready for this? I don't know if y'all are ready for this because this is probably one of the dumbest things you've ever heard in your life. They come for me, I go right back for them because I think for far too long they've gotten away with getting along to get along. So no, it's not going to stay that way anymore. I'm going to call them out. You want to call me a liar? I'll call you a sellout. I mean, Mitt Romney, the man goes to the State of the Union of the United States wearing a Ukraine lapel pin, tells me, a Latino gay man, that I shouldn't sit in the front, that I should be in the back. Well, guess what? Rosa Parks didn't sit in the back, and neither am I going to sit in the back. That's just the reality of how it works. Mitt Romney lives in a very different world, and he he needs to buckle up because it's going to be a bumpy ride for him. Why do people keep letting this charlatan get more and more minutes of fame? Like, this is a, a whole messy queen. He said, I'm not sitting in the back of the bus. Rosa didn't. <laughs> Either am I. Did you really just compare yourself to Rosa Parks? And I don't even know that it's like, why would you even, why is Rosa Parks even at the top of your right, mind? Right, That metaphor. I think people just be like, you're trying to like say something profound. It's like, who can I, who, who, who can I grab? And they always go to a black civil rights person. They always do it. It's I've always Martin Luther King. <laughs> I was there first. Like, 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 like Martin. No, no, not at all. Nothing like Martin. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Leave us out of it. That's actually the best thing. Leave us, the ancestors, anybody with melanin skin out of it. You stay over there. You chose that side. Stay on that side. He's such a clown. And I just don't understand how he was allowed to continue to do what he does because he doesn't even fit the complexion for the protection. <laughs> right. So it's like, what secrets do you have mm-hmm. on these folks where they're really like, Holding you down. Uh, so why don't why do they never like reference? I guess black people who aren't uh who are, like Clarence Thomas. They never they never reference, reference Clarence. Thomas. You mean coons? Why don't yes, they ever reference yes. their own like? Coons? Well, I was gonna say they always reference people who have like high moral morality, like yeah. MLK, <laughs> right, right, right. Parks, Frederick Douglass. It's like no. Why aren't you reference, like reference Chuck Knight? Right. What's his name? Hershey Walker. People on y'all side. Name them people. Y'all never name them people. Never. <laughs> Name your people. It's always interesting. Mm. 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 
interesting is an interesting word to use to describe them. It's very generous. Uh, anyways, that is another edition of Politicians Say the Darndest Things. You know what's wild is how we literally be having to like choose. Yes. There was another one that, that was another option for today. What was it? I can't remember. There was like two other ones. Um, but I was listening to this. Try one. and remember. Um, it was, who was it? It was a white man. So I can remember it's a white man. It was it was a it was a, a white Republican, a white Republican Tommy Tuberville, maybe who was defending uh, Christian national white nationalism and saying that white nationalists on CNN saying white nationalists are not racist and the reporter was like, that's literally what a white nationalist right, is like, and he said that's your opinion. <laughs> I was like, take my take my uh, IFB out. <laughs> Take the mic off. She was like, uh, no, like that's like white nationalists are literally racist. Mm -hmm. And he was like, if anybody's a white nationalist and they're racist and I don't support their (laughs) racism, but a white nationalist are not racist. And she's like, that's literally what they are. White nationalists feel like white people are the superior race, Mm -hmm. like a whole thing. That type of gaslighting. I'm like, I don't even, my body can't even like endure because it's almost like. What are we talking about? What are we talking like about? My brain can't even like rebuttal. But it's you like... know what frustrates me is that they don't <laughs> take it a step further to say, what are you talking about? You're wrong. Actually, Jim Acosta was interviewing another politician mm-hmm. who was literally trying to tell him like, yeah, you know, the the Democrats, like they want Roe v. Wade to be, um, they want abortion to go to the final, to, to the final trimester. And mm. he was like, no, they don't. Right. Like they've never said that. <laughs> no one said that. And he was like, well, they think they're thinking that. And he was like, no, they're not. Like, that's literally not <laughs> what it is. Like, where are y'all caught up with this also, stuff? Also, you, ha- you can't prove what someone is thinking. It was just it's so like- bonkers <laughs> that like the, the commitment to the lie is so just, they're just like, I'm going to ride this. And we need to have people that are far more ardent about like, no, they stop lying. And that's the thing that they don't do. What? They don't tell them they're lying. Yeah. Part of it is I'm like, do you believe this lie? Like, are you actually, do you believe this? Are you, Cause it's different like lying to be deceptive and lying. Like I believe this lie. Yeah. But I want them to say that's a lie. Right. I mean, it's all a lie. Stop saying, yeah. oh, like that's not like even saying that's not true is not the same as saying you're lying. You're a liar. I want to hear it. Lies. Fabrications. This is the Amanda Seals show. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seals show. We up, we up, we Show. We are out of here. Yeah, yeah. Out of here. We had a good show today, though. Yeah, it was. Lots to talk about. We talked about Jermaine Dupri and Drake releasing a documentary on the strip club Magic City in Atlanta. You also talked about <laughs> your dear friend you, you <laughs> ran into at a strip club. I, she was not my good friend. Cut it out. Your TA. Your TA. Yes. I mean, depending on TAs, can be your friends. It's true. It's true. Get that grade across the uh, finish line. Also, major cities are dropping their fears in public transport, and we love it. You know, we ain't trying to pay the ride the bus. Not only are they not dropping, they're, they're free ski weeks. Free, free, free 99, y'all. Yes. Get on them uh, buses. We talked about how vulnerable it is to be an artist on stage these days with people acting a fool, mm. like boo boo. And plus, New York, New York, New Orleans Museum of Art appointing a white woman as a curator of African art. And some people's not really um, <laughs> feeling it. Not with it. I don't blame them. Uh, but I also understand why. I think in both cases, it's legit. But you know, if you want to hear my full commentary on it, all you got to do is check out wherever you get your podcast because our show is turned into a podcast every day. You can also check out the latest episode of my other podcast, Small Doses. Uh, the latest episode aired today wherever you get your podcast. It is Big Sean. Sean Dawn from the D is on our show talking about side effects of being a new dad. 
How precious. How precious. We've seen a, such a journey with him and Janae. Yes. You know, and so it's like just going into this next level of maturity in life. And we had a really great conversation about it. You can also watch the video premiere of uh, that interview going down tomorrow, Thursdays, uh, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Amanda Seals TV, which is on YouTube. All right. So coming up Thursday, uh, you can check out our next round of 60 Second Headlines. It's also group chat day. Yeah. So we're going to have group chats every hour. Uh, we're also going to get into our segment, Most Likely To, with Jeremiah Like the Bible. I've been asking y'all all week to call in and tell us about, like, what you feel about, like, the newest, like, like what you feel about Essence Magazine. Like, yeah. is it a brand that is still strong for you? I would love to hear your thoughts on that. We're also going to be talking about breaking black generational curses. This has been going around the internet, and so we had to chime in and put our own two cents in it. So we're going to do it on the group chat tomorrow. Make sure you check out all of that and more Thursday on the Amanda Seals Show. Remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. Stay safe, y'all. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Come on now, stop playing. Listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seal Show. What's good? Do you want to dance? And I was like, I don't. <laughs> and then she goes, Amanda? And then I look at her face, I'm like, Jalissa? <laughs> Y'all, why was this the TA in my statistics Not class? The TA. <laughs> Not the teacher assistant. Coming up on the next Amanda Seals Show. Thursday, you can chime in on our group chats every hour. We'll be talking about topics like what does Essence Magazine mean to you now? Does the brand still hold the same weight for black women? Also, we're going to tap in on this conversation been going on on the internets. How are you breaking black generational curses? Well, Jeremiah and I are going to talk about what our parents did, what we're doing, and we want to hear what y'all are doing. All that tomorrow on the Amanda Seals Show.